But Jackson, this is the perfect one for my... See, I didn't, I didn't hear that. You didn't hear no. that? You didn't hear it open? No. no I saw you open it. That was, the perfect one for, that was the perfect one for my ASMR. Can you hear this? I mean, I'm sure the people listening to on the episode probably are, but I'm not. Uh, well, Audacity can certainly hear it. Okay, well, f- for those who are... Yes. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Oh, the ASMR. But I'm sure it sounded delightful. Yeah, but is that because of Discord or is that because Probably this Discord. thing is designed? Probably because of Discord. This thing is designed for Discord, YouTube, OBS. It's designed for OBS, so maybe I should use it with OBS mm. instead of uh, Audacity. So, Troy, do you want to bark to everyone what your new toy yeah, you're using? Huh? My new toy? Yeah, I've got a, um, I've got a blue, blue steel. Blue steel. <laughs> what is it called again? A blue... Yeti. Um, Blue Yeti, that's it. The Blue Yeti. I've got the Blue Yeti X, so I've got a new mic, which is fantastic. So if this doesn't bring us more listeners, then we just give up hope. <laughs> no, I was just sick of my audio being really terrible. Yeah. I say as I as I say as I jerk this thing back and forth yes. and wobble the wobble the thing to get it right. Yes, fair enough. And it's going wobble wobble. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. So since we've officially started, I just want to say hello, everyone. Welcome to another fun old episode. We didn't do an episode last week because I think we just our energy levels were both quite low. Troy, can I just I want to rant again or rant? Okay, welcome to Jackson's rant. A bit early in the podcast. How, Jackson's <laughs> highlight of the week rant. Well, it's not really the highlight because there's, there's actually other highlights. But He's like, yeah, I actually had good highlights, not just good highlights, bad but, ones. Um, so this wasn't my work's what? fault. It was the people. The, the site I was going to's fault. So I left from my house this yep. morning at five o'clock, got to the site half an hour early just to beat the traffic, which was all good. Yep. So the job started at seven thirty. So I went to the door uh-huh. and no one was there. No one was there. Huh? No one was there. And then I proceeded to ring some numbers just to say, Hey, is someone coming? And then yep. at eight forty five, an hour later, mm-hmm. someone rocked up. <laughs> and then someone else rocked up, and then someone else rocked up, and then they all rocked up, and they wow. all looked at me going, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm meant to be testing tagging. I started at 7:30." And they go, "Oh, they're like, what? They're like, what's oh. this guy doing here? What do you, what, you... sir? Can you please leave the premises? We haven't opened yet." Well, I wish they did turn me away, but anyway, it turned out to be a really small job. But yeah, they, the um, long story short, the the branch manager rocked up like at nine when everyone else was mm-hmm. at eight forty-five, whatever, and. Mm-hmm. Everyone got emailed about this two weeks ago, and they just completely forgot. Wait, everyone at your work or their work? Their work, their site. So, they, how did they not? So, they all got emailed, and not one person was like, "Oh, we better get someone to get there <laughs> early to let in the test and tagger." Yeah, so I was outside for a good hour and a bit. Oh, that's fun. That sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, that's my little rant. Rant. Hmm. But anyway, yeah. Uh, highlights, Troy. You want to kick off a highlight? Now, do you want to talk about... There's a few highlights I can think you might speak of. One, Such as. floating bed. I haven't made a floating bed. Oh, it's in the process of being made. I made a pallet bed. Ah, pallet bed. Okay. And it was like it was like it was meant to be. Let's put it like that. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, originally... Because we bought the uh, Super King bed, and we were like, right... Oh, we, I said to Courtney, we've got we've got like three weeks, it'll or four weeks until it gets delivered. Uh, three to four weeks, it'll be delivered. So I was like, okay, well, rather than spending another two thousand dollars on a bed base, why don't we just make a floating bed base because that's what you want? Mm. And Courtney agreed with that. And uh, long story short, you know, it affect. It, I couldn't get around to doing it because think life got in the way. Who would have thought it? <laughs> 
So, <laughs> so remarkable. And I and I said to Courtney, worst case scenario, we quickly make like a pallet bed or something. It'll be rust. It'll be rustic. Yes. So I sent I sent a photo of a Snapchat to someone, and they said, "Oh, nice, rustic." And I went, "Nope, just lazy." <laughs> yep, that's that's the best way to do it. Just the laziness. Because um, but, uh, yeah. But the the pallet, I was it wasn't originally we weren't originally meant to do the pallet bed. I just figured, oh yeah, I can get some pallets from work or from uh, job sites around mm-hmm. and stack them up. And then basically a week after we got the bed, and I was gonna get started, I needed to needed to build this bed frame. Corny gets home and she goes, oh, the neighbors have a bunch of pallets out the front of their place, and they were the smaller pallets, which meant I be- didn't have to cut much off them to get them to fit the bed. And they were also European pallets with stamps on them that said how they were treated because every whenever pallets are brought in from overseas, they're uh, they're treated somehow, whether it's pesticides or heat treated. But they actually I looked I looked it up on Google. They stamp it to tell you if it's heat treated or pesticide. And sure enough, these ones had the HT stamp, which meant heat treated. So right. no bugs in these pallets, and they're perfectly safe to use for everyday things. Yeah, so it's, it's it's like we were meant to have a pallet bed. <laughs> it was just meant to be. How can you? It was just meant to be. How do you get to it's a point where you're just meant to have a pallet bed? Like, how does that well, happen? Well, you, you run out of time, and then the neighbors have pallets out the front. Okay. It's a sign. Yeah, it was. It was a sign. It was definitely a sign. It, it was the universe. It was uh, the secret, Jackson. Mm. You ever heard of the secret? Kind of. If you visualize it, oh yes, it I will do. come true. Well, and the, I remember listening. I remember listening to that, and the guys like talking I about. It. I was I was staring up at the at the ceiling at this house, that, and I I envisioned myself in that house, and I, I I didn't I wasn't planning on getting that actual house. It was I like was this. every night. Every night I'd lie in bed and envision that I'd get this house, visualize on this dream house, and then one day we moved into a new house, and I put the sign up and put it up, and, and that night I visualized, and I went, wait a minute. That's actually the house we're in. <laughs> I I remember that very strongly because um the chaser back in the day when they were on TV, they did a bit oh. about the secret, and one of the guys got a check written out for a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. oh fake check, yeah, yeah that's fake right, check, for like ten thousand or a million or something. So it was like it's a ten dollars dot zero ten dot zero zero. And he's like, that's right. Yeah, he added the fake zero. He faked zero with a passion. He's like, if I pretend, if I focus on this, I could I be a lot more rich. My energy, <laughs> money flow to me. And then he did a bit like when he was focusing on, like there was a running out in the street filming. He was looking at a lady's dog, which was in a handbag. So he's like, this, this dog is my dog. He runs over and grabs it. I've sent the signal it came up there, true. and this is my dog. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> this dog will be mine now. She she walks across the road, gets hit by a bus. The dog goes flying towards the guy, and he catches it. And he goes, "The secret, the secret." <laughs> yeah, such a such a weird scheme. Don't get me wrong; the concept of it um, makes some has, sense. Well, it it so it does make some sense to a degree, and it is a um, scam uh, scheme. Well, scam, no, scam. no, it's it's it, it, the concept of like this visualization process mm-hmm. is. It's been around for ages and ages. And to some degree, it does kind of make sense. I mean, if you visualize yourself having a million dollars, 
you can get a million dollars, but you have to more than just visualize. Yeah, obviously, you got it. You can't just sit sit at home. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> and I think they even say that in the secret. You can't just sit on the couch all day visualizing. That's not how it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm visualize I mean, that. unless you're a really powerful visualizer and like somehow a friend of yours brings you a lottery ticket for your birthday, and it, oh, and you win the lottery. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to visualize that 70 inch TV sitting that's in some pow- JB Hi-Fi. That's some powerful visualization. Right? <laughs> But there is there is something about like the the concept or the uh, I'm trying to think of the uh, exact quote, but it's like f- a good thing has come to those who wait. You know, there is some degree of making sense to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or don't or don't force things. Yeah. So, so you had your rant. It was a good rant. Yeah. And would you like to hear my little rant? Well, you have one. A little bit. I went back to a job where basically we told the builder, you're going to have to bring your concreters back to grind oh. down half the floor, basically. Mm-hmm. to fix. Basically, where there's this, there was this uh, door, and where the door, where the door sat, if, we'd installed the, if they'd installed the floorboards, it would be right over the top of the sliding door. Mm-hmm. So the door would be sliding into the boards. It's supposed Ooh. to be above the boards. Yes. Like the little kick part for the door. Mm-hmm. And the problem was... That was borderline, right where the boards would be. So it's right above the boards. The only problem is there was a five millimeter fill that I had to fill there. Mm-hmm. So I said to them, "You're going to have to get your concreters back. You're either going to have to lift the door so I can fill underneath it, or get your concreters back to grind half the floor to get the rest of the floor level with this dip." Mm-hmm. And they went, uh, "No, you're just." Or they went, "You're just going to have to do it." Like. Originally, they said, you're just going to have to do it. And I go, well, it's going to take me like three, four hours. And it's, it's, I've got to grind half the floor. And I go, I'm not doing that. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. And so they got the concreters back. And then concreters apparently refused to do it because it would take three or four hours. And they're lazy. <laughs> but that was pretty much it. They're, they're lazy. So I get there the next day and nothing's been done. And I call my bosses and go, nothing's been done here <laughs> and so they call up talk to the builders and they go oh, can you talk to the builder and i go i don't want to talk to the builder but all right so i talk to him and he goes oh yeah if you if you just take off if you just take off three millions you just do this and if you take off that it'll, and i go i'm thinking i go yeah and i, I know and i can do that <laughs> it's not that hard it's not my job and i don't yeah, want to exactly I don't and I said to him, I can do it, but we're going to have to charge you for it. Mm. And he goes, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Just We need to get it done. And so I called up my bosses and told them basically, yes, I can do it, but uh, it's going to take I, – I, they said, how long is it going to take? And I go, I don't know. I've never really done this before. It could take five minutes. It could take three, four hours. Mm. It could take – and I go, and they go, oh, when do you want to do it? And I'm like, well, it's Friday. It's one thirty. I can just work, like push, work now. I just get it done today. I want to get it done. I don't want to have to come back here. Yeah, exactly. Because the whole the whole job was basically perfect. I only had to fill like three small spots, and there was that grind. Mm-hmm. So I ended up spending three hours grinding, a, like two meters by five meters wide bit of slab, and probably taking about five mil. Well, I had to take about five mil off. Okay. So that was last Friday. So that's my rant. Is. <laughs> Well, I want to shift a focus of energy towards some positivity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I noticed on the YouTube channel, guys, if you want to go check out the v- uh, visual format, go check out the average books on YouTube. Um, I haven't been paying attention as much. I haven't been checking the statistics that much. That channel's dead. <laughs> Who watches them still? Gosh. You know, I watched a bit of it with uh, your 
the the, the cousins, yeah. Courtney's, Courtney and Letitia's yeah. cousins. We, no, I showed them a little bit yeah. of the clips. So I was looking at, like, because you can see how many channel views you get per day or roughly. Mm-hmm. Two days ago, so on Saturday. We had four views. 222. What? Channel views. Huh? What, the whole ch- Oh, the whole channel. Yeah. Two people, That's weird. 222 times people clicked on our channel. And then, what do you like, think the odds? <laughs> and like in May 27, we got 1,386. Oh, wow. I was two of those two of those clicks. <laughs> right. I clicked on it. I had to find it to show their cousins. And then cousins June 2nd, we had four on channel views. So we, we're getting... It's actually kind of nice seeing that. But we're not getting subscribers, Jason. That's I mean, the problem. The problem is... People the, are coming to the channel and they're going... Uh, no. Well, it's not so much the subscribers. I don't think so. It's more the listeners I'm more interested in, really. It's not so much the channel. Because because what people do with podcast shows is that they make a YouTube channel just for the Patreon. And that's how you get get the money. Because, like, you know, if you're visiting it, missing on the visual content, which, I mean, for us, there's not much really to see. Just Troy drinking a can of Fanta. It's Fanta, no sugar. Wait a minute. Yeah, well, I believe us. It's no sugar. Fanta. Yeah, zero sugar. Yeah. See, 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 uh, see. Uh, hold on. Um, Gusso Ores. Yes, that's exactly well, what it is. It was upside down on my thing. But... Back to front mirrored. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, check out the channel. I mean, it, like I said, uh, I'm more interested in the listeners' side on the Spotify, mm-hmm. uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever. But how are we doing on Spotify? I haven't checked Spotify. Spotify. I um actually don't know how to check, but oh, so Jackson, you know my uh, you know that uh, viral video that I made. Oh yeah, he has because like... because of that I got two subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, a, that's sitting at four point five now. I mean, last time I saw it was two point two or something. Yeah, I don't think it's going to get much higher, but we'll see. Yeah, makes me want now that I've got this mic. Now I've got this beautiful. Yeah, now you might get to content creation, Troy. You might do it. I was con- I was gonna make I've been planning on making videos I've been, but I get home from work and I've been too tired. Well, not too tired. It's just I relax for a couple of hours and I got to make dinner. Yeah, the thing I have is I have just a bunch of um, drafts sitting there waiting to be published or uh, rendered. That's my issue. And I've got a, I've developed a bad habit of basically at the end of the day come home relax for a couple of hours make dinner, then play a little bit of Rocket League, then what have dinner with Courtney. Or both, or in whichever order. Sorry, I keep <laughs> Yes, you do. And then, and then basically it's eight o'clock at night or eight thirty. And it's like, how did that happen so fast? Hmm. Um, Bad habits. Yeah, I'm trying to open up the Acast, but it's not working. That's okay. Because uh, there's a couple of games. I found out what that game, that game that I want to get is called. It's called. It's called. Um, Stone Shard. Stone Shard. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that last night. Or Stone... Stone Hard. Yeah, Stone Hard or something. <laughs> One of the stones. <laughs> it's like... Uh, it looks interesting. It's like... Because it's like a little 2D-looking game. But you know... Do you know how... You've never played Diablo, have you? Nope. We were talking about it the other day. Yeah, I saw a news article saying it... It... Um, as of yesterday, it, got, it had... got a lot of... It's, uh, it made $666 million. It would have, yeah. It must be, it must be like the second one. It must be good then. I have no idea what Diablo is, so it's okay. So, oh. so one of the great things about Diablo, and well, um, I know what sort of this one compared to other games of its genre and all that, is the fact that so it was one of those games that first introduced like having the same equipment but a better version of it. Yep. So that made, like, for example, you go to pick up an item, 
and it's and it's it's got a white color on its above its name, or its its, its name is in white, mm-hmm. which means it's just a basic item. And then it goes green, blue, gold, purple is, and purple's the best, or and then or, or then red, blue, or, or then red or something. Or you you've played games like that, haven't you? With certain items, yeah. Some they got tiers. Yeah. It was the first thing that introduced tiers of items. Yep. So you can have so two people could have the exact same item. But one tier is better than the other tier, which meant it had a bunch of extra upgrades and it, like abilities. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was fun about Diablo is that when you fight a boss or a, or a demi-boss, is they drop more rare items and they've got a higher chance of dropping rare items. So you go versus the boss oh, yeah. to try and get the rare Actually, item. and then yeah. Lego, Lego Worlds go... had that sort of thing. You'd have hmm. to go to certain areas, like secret hidden areas, to find the more value items. I supposed to be in bosses. It wasn't so much. Yeah, but yeah, it's one of the and there's and it, it's got a huge item dropping. Like it's one of those games where similar to Skyrim in the sense that you can't carry everything, even if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Like you get over encumbered quite easily. Mm. It, but in the sense that you can only fit so many items in your little inventory spot bag. Right. But I've I've spoken on a lot about that. I need to get the game at some point. Yeah. But this this three this two dimensional game has the same concept of items by the looks of it. Sure. Tier lists. Fair enough. All right. Um. Let's move on to the topic at hand now. I've been. What is the topic? So. So there's a, it's a few few words I like to say that this topic is. The first one being egalitarianism. Have you heard that word? Okay. I have heard it a few times. I'm not quite sure on the definition of egalitarianism. Okay, Isn't so it, just it basically giving? is the uh, doctrine that all people are equal and deserve equal rights and oh, opportunities. Yeah, that's right. Yes, and this is kind of important. Uh, well, it is kind of important, but it's Jackson, just... that's not egalitarianism. That's equality. <laughs> but egalitarianism <laughs> is the scientific word for. Oh, actually, I don't know if it's. A scientific... You know, also part of the reason why egalitarianism exists is because people have hijacked the word equality. Yeah, probably. So, um, that's actually. <laughs> so it says in the little thing here. So it's a f- political philosophy. Egalitarianism or equalitarianism is a school of thought within political philosophy that builds on the concept of social equality, prioritizing it all for all people. Egalitarian doctrines are generally characterized by the idea that all humans are equal in fundamental worth or moral status. Now, Troy, you and I are Australians, so this this is why I want to talk about this because this implies to us, right? Because we live in Australia where, you know, everyone's a fair go, have a fair go, and everyone deserves the same amount of pays, you know, same amount of annual leave, care, sick care, health care, free health care and all that stuff. Um, now, the reason why I brought this up... Yes, we're, we're a semi-egalitarianistic society. Yeah. Now, that can be a good thing, and also what I've been thinking about lately, a bad thing. It can, yes. That's you got to take the good with the bad. So, yeah. So, I guess that's why Australia is deemed the lucky country, because, you know, when if you come to Australia, it is the land of the equal. You're, you know, you're treated just like the other person. Except uh, in, yeah, I guess. in the I real world... Yeah, I guess. I call it the land of the advantage. Yeah. But in the real world, it's, yeah, it can be a bit dark and a bit bit messy, but that's what the idea <laughs> of Australia is being portrayed as, like being a fair and equal place. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I brought up this egalitarianism, e- yep. that word, <laughs> egalitarianism, there's a... An American football player who plays for Collingwood FC called Mason Cox, right? 
And he recently played his 100th AFL game, which is a record for any American wow. to play that many amount of games of AFL. Yeah, I'm surprised. And wow. yeah, and so it's, it's he's really come a long way from like barely not knowing. How this. long has he been playing? 2017. Yeah, because I I did hear about him back really? a few years ago, maybe. So he was I a did ba- hear about yeah. an American guy. He was he was a basketballer. Yes. No, yes. Yeah. He also was. <laughs> yes. He was also studying in uni. He was like a literally. Yeah. I cannot remember the but like something to do with rocket science. Legit, like something similar to rocket science. So and he chose football. He gave it a go. He gave it yeah. a go. Turns out yeah. he's not too bad at it. At football or or sort of rocket science. Maybe a bit of both. Because he said if he if AFL didn't work out for him, he would have fallen back. Um, so I was... Imagine being the guy who's like, oh man, if this sports career doesn't work out, I guess I could always just work as a scientist. You know what? It's funny you mentioned that. There was a Brisbane Lions player who lived... He came from... It's like Rowan Atkinson going, oh man, if com- if being a movie comedy star doesn't work out, I could fall back on my bachelor's degree in whatever. Yeah. Well, that... I think he's got he's got some sort of degree in something. Yeah, there was an AFL player who retired because of concussion and he could fall back into his own science career, so he had it really good either way. Plus he's well. Plus he's well known. Yeah. So anyone will want the anyone will want the ex AFL player as they're working as, as their scientists. Yeah. So they can po- so they can say yeah, here at Clinical Labs we uh, we have Ian <laughs> Ian Thorpe. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the swimmer, isn't it? I forget. Three years ago, this Mason Cox went on an American talk show called Pat McAfee Show. Pat McAfee is mm-hmm. a punter in the in the NFL game. He basically his job is to kick a ball down a field and get it as deep yep. as possible without going out of bounds. Um, he was interviewing Mason Cox three years ago. This is when COVID hit the AFL, so they were going into mm-hmm. their bubbles or whatever. And then yep. Pat McAfee was interviewing him at the time and saying, like, what makes a good player? And, he's, and Mason said, oh, a good player is determined by how many games you play in the in the league. And at this mm-hmm. point, he only played 50-odd games. And then, so he gave an answer saying, like, you know, I've 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 played fifty games. I'm 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 going okay. I'm a good player. And then I'm a good player. Well, that's what <laughs> any non-Australian professional athlete would say, but because he's living in Australia, he was like, no, I can't. And he's he's not like, from Australia. He's like, no, I can't. I can't boast myself up because if I do, I get shut down. Like he was saying, and then he, he went up to saying something. That he said that Australia has tall poppy syndrome. I was about to say, is this the way you bring in tall poppy syndrome? Yeah. Also, who said that? The, the American yeah, guy? Yeah, the American guy. Or... So the American guy's on this American talk show. And the the host mm. is asking him, so you're a good player. You can, you can say you're a good player. And the guy's like, no, I can't say that because, you know, you got to be humble in Australia. Yeah, otherwise you get knocked down. <laughs> that will, yeah. The, yeah, that's right. Because, so, like, the Americans, because, you know, every individual is great in their own play. like the NFL players you know they mm. all have this self-confidence self-boost like they think they're the greatest or they can be the greatest well in mm. AFL and potentially most happen. sports well I guess AFL is the main one though if you try to stand out like an individual you'll get shut down because like no you should be playing being equal to all your teammates because AFL is a sport where it's 18 people there's no real relying on one person, you know. There's the midfielders, the forwards, the defenders, the coach, you know, all those. Uh, I mean, that <clears throat> um, that doesn't just happen. Like here, for example, I remember listening to uh, I can't remember what it was, but they were talking about uh, LeBron James, right? Mm-hmm. And they were talking about earlier on in his career when he was a bit younger, he was sort of a bit more of a 
mm. I'll do it myself kind of guy. Oh, oh no, sorry, it was Kobe Bryant they were talking about, yeah, not okay. LeBron James. It, Kobe Bryant was a do-it-myself do kind of guy. Like, I'll just give me the ball and let me do my job. And because of that, he suffered a few losses in some of the games and all that until he worked out to actually, it's a team sport. Mm, yeah. So, <laughs> Like, at least this is what he says. He worked out it was a team sport and started, you know, passing more and getting more. And basically, instead of just taking the ball and trying to score points, he uh, he would actually pass it and go for the safest shot and get the assist. Mm. Yeah, and um, and he he started winning and became a better player overall. So it, it it doesn't just happen. Like I'm sure people told him off a few times when they lost a few games and that. So I don't think it just happens here. No, but I get it, it's more noticeable here though. I think like because um, like in America, well, small small well, I guess smaller small population, uh, small population. Yeah, people stick out a bit more. I hadn't heard of tall poppy syndrome until I watched that show. Neither had like, I. Koala man. I'd never heard of it until Koala Man. I hadn't heard until this thing. interview. And it's kind of fascinating because yeah. I, I kind of like the Mason Cox story that he's like American coming, over, s- coming to Australia to I- play AFL that, you know, only Australians are good at mainly. And some are. I could have sworn. Yeah. I could have sworn I told you about it. Like I said, what's the first episode of Koala Man? Because the episode is literally about a tall poppy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like it's like a monster poppy. So I wanted to delve dive deep into what tall poppy syndrome is and you know what what's the fours and against for like and stuff like that so basically introduction about tall poppy syndrome um did you, in, re- did you research it at all yes because i did i have i've got oh, i've got man. four tabs three or four tabs open good good carry me <laughs> so the first one i'm just going to read is a little introduction in australia and new zealand Cutting down the tall poppy is sometimes used by business interpreters to describe those who deliberately criticize other people for their success and achievements. It has been described as being by as uh, being the byproduct of Australian and New Zealand culture value of egalitarianism. So yeah, it's um it seems that definitely Australia and New Zealand it's definitely more common. Um, I- that does, how does that got to do with egalitarianism? Uh, Isn't it like it is? It is wait, described it, it, as so, the byproduct. Wait, wait, it's being the byproduct was, of Australian New Zealand culture. So we're probably. all equal. Therefore, if you think you're better than someone else, or if you're more equal than yeah <laughs> others, will bring you back down to being equal. Yeah. So in Australian New Zealand, like the communists, the term, um, it's it's the term that is referred to successful people being criticised. Uh, this occurs when the peers believe that being too successful or they are bragging about their success. Intense scrutiny and criticism of the such person is termed as, like I said, cutting down the poppy. Hmm. Um, <laughs> related phenomena in Japan, a similar common expression is the nail that sticks up and gets hammered down. <laughs> the nail that sticks up. Yeah, I've heard that. In the Netherlands, this expression is don't put your head above ground level. <laughs> <laughs> in Chile, this expression is known as the chequata, uh, meaning pull the jacket. Oh, well, there you go. So, so it happens pretty much everywhere. Yeah. I was going to say, with, but with, Jap- with Japanese culture, it's it's all about being respectful. And yes, definitely. And like, and uh, similar, not quite the same with like those. Um, the Nether- you said the Netherlands, did you? Yes. Yeah. They, what are they, all those countries in Europe? Those specific. They're called. What are they called? Countries. Yeah. You know, you mean neutral, like like Sweden, the Netherlands, and um, and I guess Germany is one of the considered one of them. They're part of the Allies. They're, they're, no, 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 no. It was. I'm trying to think of the term for it, but anyway, those, those kind of countries, they're they're a bit more. 
they're humble in a different way. Yeah, so okay. they 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 like doing their job is the best way for right. me to put it. Yep. Like it, it's less about respecting other people; it's more like being respectful in general. Yep. I don't know how to explain it. That's, that's okay. <laughs> so the origins of the syndrome, um, like many, co- but it don't, but but it also causes other issues. Like for example, a friend of a family friend of ours who went to Germany, for example, she was. Um, She's, she was a bit larger than other people, and so she needed a mobility screen and all that, and she found that in Germany they didn't have any handicap access areas or anything like that because it, being larger was seen as a... Um, seen as, like... I'm not going to say it's a bad thing, but seen as a... Um, like like the person being lazy and mm. overeating and, or something like that. It wasn't seen as any kind of... Like, it wasn't seen as a crutch. It was seen more as a choice, I guess, is the best way for me to put it. Mm-hmm. So I just But that was just what she told me. Yeah, okay. So the um the origins of it seem to stem back to the ancient Greek and Roman civilization. Um during this period tall poppy syndrome began as a figurative instruction to deal with those who had gained too much power. Like think of like we should totally just go stab Caesar because he has too much power. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that was quite that. Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, he's getting too big for his britches, boys. It seemed that um, there was a. It, was, it became a common facet in Australia, New Zealand, in about with in the 1984 book called Tall Poppies by Susan Mitchell, popularizing the term to point out that is now and often regarded as a cultural phenomenon. I'm just trying to see. I, I, what are some examples? Here we like, go. I can't think of any so examples. Signs of sin, example. So, signs of tall poppy syndrome. Like imposter syndrome, tall poppy syndrome isn't a diagnosable condition. <laughs> so, they think it's a medical <laughs> condition. And it's rather. Like, wait, with the, <laughs> wait, with the person who's got it or everyone no, else? No, I think it's just. Um, it isn't diagnosable and is a rather a common social phenomenon that permeates society. There are a handful mm-hmm. of common signs that exhibit when a person is feeling this way, including. Hesitation in sharing ideas, not pursuing goals for fear of being shamed, fear of making peers uncomfortable when sharing good news, withholding from celebrating success, downplaying achievements, and appearing socially excluded. So this is you mentioned this on the phone. I feel when we I brought this idea up because you were talking about the Hemsworth and how he's over in the states now and he's doing really good. Yeah, because that was the joke of Koala Man. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was the joke of the, they're like, oh yeah, what they think she's Chris Hemsworth, think she's better than us. <laughs> like, re- remember when I said, remember when I said to you, like, I I showed you the quote, and these other guys like, what? Some bloke thinks he's better than us. Must be from Adelaide. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm trying to think who in Adelaide, who's from Adelaide, who thinks like that though. I, I, I it's not the the joke is because. The joke with the show, because the guy who wrote the show was from Sydney, right? Right. And so the joke is he makes fun of Adelaide. And, but but here's the thing. He never mentions Victoria at all in Which, the show. He must be from Victoria then, originally. No, he's he's from he's from Sydney. I, I looked it up. Okay. And I was like, because he brings up Adelaide. He brings up Queensland. He brings up Sydney. But he never brings up Victoria. And he does, he, in the show that is. And he did that on purpose, because the idea is that Victorians want to be spoken about. <laughs> That's they true. Want to be, I reckon it's they want to be the center of attention, and as an and as a Victorian, I can say that with my hand Which up. Which is kind of funny. That's why like Victoria has a rivalry with Adelaide, and also well, I mean South Australia, and also a rivalry with New South Wales. Like it just wants to keep having a fight of being the number one at best of everything, whatever. 
because in one of the episodes they do a uh, profession. It's like the Australian hacky sack turn- tournament <laughs> or something like yeah, that. Yeah. No, sorry, not ha- it was handball. Oh, it was okay. the handball, handball. tournament. Yeah, yep. So they like got the little ball and like four square. Like this four. It was four square. <laughs> it was ha- four square handball. Yeah. You know, whacking it back and forth. That's brilliant. And the idea was tennis, that um, I guess for those other names, the uh, the idea was that it, it was introduced like the different states teams. And introduced the Adelaide team, and they were like all looking like all looking pretty bad. And introduced the Queensland team, and they were like, like looked looked a bit. <laughs> and then it had the, the the main town, the town where it's the show takes place. Their team, which is the main characters, two kids, mm-hmm. or the other main characters, and then it had the Sydney team, and <laughs> and the Sydney team were roided up. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's funny. And it, but it doesn't introduce. It doesn't show a Victorian team or Melbourne or anything like that at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So there's a, there's a lot here to get through, actually. So we'll see how we go. Um, now the next sort of thing here it says: Is it more common in men or women? Which is I don't know if it's like just for reading it. I don't think that is the thing. If if, if psychology were to say anything about like <laughs> to explain anything, do that. It, I would guess it would occur more in women because more women are more women are more uh, trying. Well, as as they put gossipy and try to put each other down, true, or have the higher around, socials. or with, or yeah, and have a go with the other people. Well, guys are a bit more; they just get physical and angry and scream and yell. Yeah, that's true. So if you if you if you're pissed, if you're a guy and you don't like someone, you think they're a bit of a tall poppy. I imagine you'd you'd rather like have a go at them rather than say something behind their back or I don't know, like to other people. And if it's a social thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, that's just a guess. That's a great guess, Troy. Tall poppy syndrome is more common in women, particularly as women uh, do continue to be pitted against one another as competitors, which if you think that's about it makes true, sense. Yeah. Uh, whether this be a self-inflicted action or a social tully, social tully? Social tully induced knee-jerk reaction. When looking at this, when looking at this from an anti-anecdotal perspective it is understood anecdotal means no evidence yeah. um, it's just from what you can tell yeah. it is understandable as women are often raised to see one another as competitors this extending into adult life in career and personal milestones which leads that's us confu- that's com- that's very confusing because it's it's supposed to be men who are supposed to be raised to see themselves as i guess i think in many situations the thing is like, yeah, yeah more so i guess when you see a man do it, you feel like oh yeah that's normal but then when you see a woman do it i guess it's like well you raise eyebrows it's like well what's going on maybe maybe but ah, uh, i think i see what you mean when when one because i suppose if i see a bloke who's doing better than me i i you go good like, on obviously him. <laughs> yeah, good. yeah i say good on him i kind of bit pissed off because i'm not doing that well but i don't really i don't really ha- but i can imagine a, a like you see a girl a, another woman sees another woman who's better than her it's like oh that bitch <laughs> that bitch over there she might think she's good but i know what she does at midnight uh, yeah she puts makeup on at midnight <laughs> i know she goes out and, cheats and guesses the lotto numbers she just got lucky because she got them fake tits from the surgeon. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't. Know. Wait, why do you know so much? Uh, <laughs> I should. Uh, I, I came across. I came across a video, a YouTube channel the other day. I, I don't think I'll watch it, but uh, you know those shows, um, Married at First Sight, yes, man. The the reality it was, it was, TV shows. Yeah, but it was a guy doing voiceovers for that and the AFL and stuff. Oh, okay. The channel. So, so they've the muted. They've muted the video audio. Mm-hmm. 
and they've lip it's it's basically bad lip reading. Oh bad lip reading's good. I love them videos. So it's so one guy goes like oh everyone first first last one to put their hand in kisses every brother boy. <laughs> oh no, I don't want to do that. Want, and it's all these all it's all these football players putting their hands in and doing like the yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. One, two, three. Yeah. And and it's got the AFL umpire pointing at the guy and he's like I saw you. I saw you pick your nose, and the football players walking towards him. You know, he's like, "No, you didn't. You can't prove it. It was that guy." I have seen the like the best ones I've seen. You'd the love, the you'd NFL love bad lip reading is the best. That's the ones I've seen are the best. It's the same. I think it's the same channel. Yeah, it could be. It, the guy does this voice like this <laughs> and goes, "Oh, oh, I, oh, I, I didn't realize I was falling until I fell." Mm. No, you didn't. <laughs> So, going back to your guess, this is where the next point is going to come on to. In what setting is tall poppy syndrome most common? While many will uh, affect, expect the workplace to be the most common breeding ground of the phenomenon, it's off-putting to know that the tall poppy syndrome is, social? is most common in our social network. Really? And with those yeah, we view as friends and support. Interesting. In a 28... So- yeah, go on. So instead of your work colleagues being, I suppose, because with work, work colleagues you want to work together, you don't want to be, yeah, it's your friends and acquaintances and family, mm, possibly. In a 2018 study, it was found people experienced the phenomenon with those in their most intimate circle, resulting in some ceasing to share their moments of happiness and success for fear to be ridiculed, resented, or ostracized by their nearest and dearest. Well, that's weird though, because like. <laughs> So I'm, I'm confused here. So tall poppy syndrome is when a person who could do better suppresses themselves so that other it people don't people, get upset with them. It was found people experience the phenomenon of those in their most intimate circle, resulting in some ceasing to share their moments of happiness. So the thing I'm finding odd about that is like if like if you've got really good close friends and family members, whatever, you'd want to share the good news with them though, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's the... Well, I guess, yeah. That's... I mean, but if you want to be feared, ridiculed, resented, and ostracized by their nearest and dearest, that would—I wouldn't think like that would be the thing, unless it's something that's unrealistic. That is like. But some people, some people also have the personality where, like, you. Some people overreact where they, you know, you get a million dollars and oh my goodness, oh, oh yeah, scream at the yeah. Then some people just react with like a kind of oh, that's neat. Yeah, I like that. I'll. I'll Still got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I mean, other people are like, nah, I'm quitting my job now. But then other people are like, oh, I'll go to work tomorrow and I'll think about what I'm going to do with that. Yeah. Tall poppy syndrome is found elsewhere with other common settings in sporting and social clubs and workplaces. Yeah, well, I can imagine it happening at workplace, especially if people have the exact same position. Mm. So... If you've got the same position as someone right. else and they're doing well i don't know like i'm confused about what the concept is is it people is it people keeping their heads down or is it people who are actually tall poppies is it people trying not to be tall poppies or people who are tall poppies who are getting pushed back down yeah that's a good question because like at what point of view are you thinking though because like but the way you're reading yeah. it, it sounds like it's a person who could do better, mm. but what tries not to under the fear of being ostracized or people not lose. You know, like be ridiculed, like for example, resented. The best best way for me, best example I could put is if you got a friend who hates for some reason. I don't know, hates the CFA, right? Mm. They they can't stand the CFA, but you want to help people and join the CFA. Well, then you're kind of stuck. Like you, oh no, I wouldn't do that because. This person's had some bad experiences with it, so I don't think I'll do it. Well, you might be a really fit person who can save some lives. I don't know. So, 
because the per- that's the only yeah. situation I can imagine, like something like that. So it's interesting because, like, I was just thinking of the example, like Chris Chris Hemsworth, right? So he's actually, I think he's from Tasmania, isn't he? Not. But how is oh, he? Melbourne, like, from Melbourne, how sorry. Is- how is he an example? I don't know. He's from Melbourne. He's from Melbourne. So how is how is he an example of tall poppy syndrome in the sense what? So he was he was a really good actor, but he was trying not to. Put he wanted to out go because he probably thought himself that oh, I, I could do better than this. Maybe I guess maybe he thought oh, I could go to America and get a real acting job, and maybe his friends and family were like, "Nah, you can't." Or people he knew were like, "Nah, I wouldn't bother. You would probably just end up back here and uh, down ten thousand dollars or something." I don't know. Uh, oh, Is that what it implies? No, here we go. Um, oh, you got the you so, got the actual goss. No, no. So yeah, this is kind of what I was looking to find. Um, so right. he did a few little low kind of shows here and there. He featured on Neighbours a few times, not too often. Um, he appeared on an episode of The Saddle Club. Um, he was on The Saddle Club. Yeah, he had an episode of The Saddle Club, which is hilarious. Um, so his main TV show, which made him basically, was Home and Away. Um, he was he joined, I didn't say when he joined, but he, he did 171 episodes, which is pretty damn good. I have... No wonder I haven't, <laughs> I've never watched that. Well, I have, but that was like 10 years. No, no, it was like <laughs> 20 years ago. I watched Time and Away when I was younger, but not really because I only little bits and pieces. So I think. Th- I'm glad I didn't watch it. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth, I think he has tall poppy syndrome. He, or is a tall poppy. Yeah, he's a tall poppy, sorry. He left the cast of Home and Away on. July 3, 2007. He later remarked that although he became more visible after Home and Away, his work on the show did not earn him respect within the film industry. Oh, okay. Um, he was a... Con- the Australian film industry? Or yes, film probably. Industry probably. No, probably the... Ast- probably, Ast- probably within the... Uh, that would probably be. Yeah, yes. probably. Well, if he went to the American film industry, they kind of wouldn't really know who he was. Yeah. Like, unless they were watching... Unless there was some... He comes in for like the interview for something, and he's like, oh, "I've done a few shows in Australia. I've been on this show. Home, look it up. It's Home and Away." Yeah. So Hemsworth was shows him like turn. <laughs> so this is this is the next paragraph I'm reading of his thing. Hemsworth was a contestant on the fifth season of Dancing with the Stars Australia. Uh, he partnered with someone called uh, Abby Ross. The season premiered on the 26th of September 2006, and after six weeks, Hemsworth was eliminated. Hemsworth's appearance in the franchise would almost cost him the role of four. I was about to as say producers that. of the Marvel film franchise feared fans would be put off. What? Because he danced? Well, he could have injured himself, I guess. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that's the case, but he appeared on a show where he danced. Nah, we can't have Thor dancing. In 2011, Sony Pictures announced that Hemsworth would star in the thriller Shadow Runner. But the film was not going to production in the same year. Hensworth was cast as the superhero Thor in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. His first film in the franchise was 2011's Thor. He and castmate oh. Tom Hiddleston, who played Loki, had each auditioned for the role, for which Hensworth said he gained 20 pounds of muscle. So, yeah, and basically, that's why they chose Hensworth. And it basically goes on. So Thor s- could have been Loki, and Loki might have been Thor. Yeah. So and, and to me, it all stems back to the time he said no. Nah. I can't imagine. I can't imagine what's his name. The other guy being <laughs> it would be weird, wouldn't it? Like, like even if they blo- dyed his hair and he put on muscle, I just, I just can't. Like, 
I don't know what he looks like without the Loki costume and yeah. makeup and all that on, but... So it's interesting because, like, him remarking, saying, like, well, it gave him visibility, he just didn't think it would give him enough respect within the film industry. And, like, that's, that's like, as an Australian, looking at that, that's like, oh, yeah, this guy's fully himself. And like, right. and then within the film industry, like, they would have seen him having okay. that attitude and they would have like, nah, you don't, nah, you're not good enough yet. Nah, cut him down because he needs to realise... I suppose that's possible, but like if Maybe. we're talking about the Australian film industry, I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, like they're nobody, nobody, <laughs> they're all shit." They, <laughs> yeah, they all sound like <laughs> us. They're all sound. Yeah, I could. I'm, I'm like a better actor. <laughs> I'm always home and then away. <laughs> I'm always away from home. Uh, I, I just, yeah, I never, I never liked. Australian reality TV shows or just and, um, yeah, anything and soap opera I've, I'm an Australian and I'd rather watch any other soap opera or, or TV show like like it's just not the only good only I shouldn't say only good but one of the good Australian shows is Blue Healers and I got sick of that like that's just so many episodes of that and it's just so it's a little too intense sometimes mm. He did appear in a couple of uh, series of Star Trek and The Perfect Gateway. I'm not sure what Perfect Getaway is, but I know what Star Trek is. Um, um, isn't The Perfect Getaway another Australian show? It's an American thriller film. Oh, I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of... Um, what's that TV show they used to do about... get get Something Getaway. It was about like resorts and oh, stuff. Get, that was just Getaway. Is that just that get, was Channel, oh, just that was channel away, 9. Yeah. Ernie Dinger was on that show. Channel 9's Getaway, yeah. Ernie Dinger was on, I, yeah. Oh, Ernie. But, uh, but I, again, I, I, I can't think of any examples except for what you've told me with Chris Hemworth. And the example is just basically he didn't have respect in the film industry mm. because, if, because he did Home and Away. Yep. And I'm sitting there going, I don't think anyone has respect for people who did Home and Away. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm bashing on Home and Away and I've barely watched the show ever. Yeah, it's... But the, yeah. again, that's that's the one example you can think of. I can't think of other examples of tall poppy. Well, I mean, as a whole... And again, I still don't even I still don't even know if the concept... Sorry to interrupt. I still don't even know if the concept is... Is, is it people suppressing themselves or is it people being shut down by other people? Uh... Paul, Paul, Paul Toppy. Tall Poppy Syndrome is the act of looking at someone who's doing good or being successful and just criticizing them. Because that- they that person who's criticizing is like, no, you're an Australian. We're all here for a fair and equal go. Cause this, that's cool. That's, that's but that's what a fair and equal go is. <laughs> he got he got his go and he did well. Yeah. I don't know, because like, because in Australia and New Zealand, obviously, we are smaller, smaller type um, populations. I can, so I can, I can, I can give you. I've just worked out an example of this for me, actually, as you said, because because um, it, it happens in the workplace, right? So when I was working as a concreter, I worked for this guy for four years, roughly, and he would, I, I, I level, I helped them like box up probably hundreds of slabs, and every single time I wanted to use the screed to actually like learn how to level the concrete they'd go oh no 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 you'll have your time you'll get your chance you know and then every 10 jobs i'd have to ask every time i'd have to ask can i can i do can i finish it can i do the last like they go oh we'll let you do the last bit we'll let you do the last bit (laughs) and 
then they they never let me they never let me do the last bit. They'd always forget, and I'd have to ask. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd I'd ask every I'd ask almost every every. I got sick of asking because I'd ask and they go, oh no, we'll, we'll just we're running out of time. We'll let you do the next one. And every and then three jobs later, I'd ask and then they'd no oh, no we'll let you do the next one. And then three jobs later, I'd ask and then they'd let me do it. One time a month, right. or once once every three months, I'd get to do this last little bit of leveling. Okay. And the thing that I found funny is because I've switched to this job where I actually level the floors now. I go back. I, I work the company that I work for does the leveling for the company that the concrete used to work for that I used to work for. <laughs> so I go to his slabs and I check the levels for him. And it's quite funny because his levels are better than a lot of other concreters. Like, they're heaps better. They're not the best, but they're still heaps better. And I found it funny because I'm sitting there going, this guy was try- this, this guy was essentially repressing me or not letting me learn. And there's hundreds of blokes out there who do a, such a shitty job by comparison <laughs> that if he'd let me do the whole slab, I could probably do 10 times better than most of the other blokes who are leveling. Yeah. Cool. And... And now, it's a funny thing now is that if I actually was allowed to go back and do that job, it wouldn't really matter if I screwed up because I knew, I'd knew i know how to come back and fix it myself. That's the funny thing. Mm. So, um, that's I could, that's the only example I can think of with tall poppy syndrome is never getting, not getting a chance. Yeah. So, I, best way I just it. found some people who have posted about them having or being a tall poppy. So someone here on, is it Cura? Cura? Q-U-O-R-A. Anyway, it's a website for questions and answers, basically. Someone mm-hmm. says here, like, is top of syndrome good and bad for culture and why? So someone answered saying, as someone who's identified as a tall poppy, aka stands out from a crowd, I definitely see the negative impacts on it. Tall poppy syndrome creates a mental obstacle for people to be the different slash unique one and to show their real personality for individuals to be scared to unleash their full potential due to being afraid of being harassed and cut down. This is exactly why there's no individuals in AFL because as soon as you are slightly different than anyone else, nah, nah, you be brought back in line, <laughs> basically. Okay, so but what do you mean different in AFL, you mean? So... Comparing it to other sports like NFL, right? Mm-hmm. When so you're talking about the fact that there's no standout star yes. players, or no, well, like there's that? no standout individuals. Like, oh, yeah, there's, okay. there's, obviously, there's lots of good skilled players and whatever. They can they kick the always kick a goal. Or they always hand pass it best or whatever yeah. kick it best. But when it comes to standing out in the ways of being an individual, like this, is what this mm-hmm. person is saying, um, they get get shut down immediately. In America, when you when anyone scores a touchdown. Whoever scores as a touchdown, they go absolutely bonkers and crazy and celebrate. Yeah. And yeah. like if we were if we had players celebrating like they did in our sport, right? The whole I guess, I guess it is. I guess it's the difference between go like touchdown, yeah and his mates come up Rip your shirt off. And then and then AFL it's just a it's just a Yeah, high five, high five, pat the butt, pat the butt, high five. No, no, it's just a it's Oh just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What what is this? So you're punching yourself. You remember that? Um, this, yeah. this is Meanwhile, on. in soccer, it's gold. He's running around with his. You remember, you remember that sports episode we did? And you're like, you're like, you mentioned AFL players celebrate soccer players, and you're like, oh, that's the fifth time we've seen Robbie's tit. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's true. Actually, you're right about that. 
but but it is it is now that I think about it, it is a little bit more like you could get a bit happier. But yeah. maybe it's soccer. But I also said in that episode that the difference with soccer and AFL is that soccer you only score one or two yeah, goals, so I of know. course you get psyched yeah. about it. But AFL it's just goal after goal. Yeah. But but uh, what did you say? Was it uh, NRL? Uh, NFL or NFL? With NFL, they score a lot of touchdowns. They don't do, they, yeah. Or not? But they celebrate like they just won a million dollars sometimes. Yeah, but uh, well, that's also just the the American mentality when it comes to sports. Like they get pretty stoked, but they don't celebrate in basketball very much. Yeah, Top- like they get happy mm. and they and they got or, no time because they, as soon as they put it, that's net, true. They, they get back. no time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, same. It's kind of the same thing in AFL in some ways because you still got to have everybody running back to their positions but before they, the ad finishes. They have thirty seconds. Yeah, they got thirty seconds to get, and it's a much bigger mm, field. So definitely. I guess. Well, it's with soccer, they probably take a bit of a longer break. Yeah, I don't know how long, but yeah. Uh, and and with was it sorry uh, NRL NFL 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 I keep I keep getting yeah NFL NFL's the um, gridiron. Yes. Yeah, well that's that's different because they all got to slowly reset all their positions. Yeah, and the TV ads and the TV timeouts and everything else that happens. Also, yeah, they'll do a lot of ads too. Mm-hmm. Um, Tall people syndrome generally applies to the areas of academics, business school, sometimes to music. But never to sports stars because the sports stars get ridiculed by the fans who they have tall poppy syndrome. I guess. Yeah. Well, it, again, once again, once again, with sports, yeah, it's a bit different, a bit different because yeah. it's not just tall poppy syndrome. It's more the fact that like you you could get a um, someone who does well in a professional sense, but people wouldn't really notice. But if it's a football player or yeah. a, or a or an athlete. Like a lot of people know that person's name and know who they are. So if they start, if they start essentially, you know, getting, make, putting themselves out there more. They're op- more open to ridicule in general. Yeah, because it's interesting too. Because like now, I think about like in in like soccer, for example. Like if you want to be the best, you you start at the lower leagues, and as long as you're consistent and you improve, you can desert you earn your way up to higher leagues and better teams or whatever well in AFL if you're going to be a tall poppy like this you can't really go anywhere with that like the only thing you can do is slightly get a higher paycheck at the end of the day but like that's not really I suppose but again I don't understand how it applies with AFL like it, yeah. it's saying an individual like with AFL you're already at the top of the top in football yeah so but, it's only, it's, really... but the thing is you're only limited to Australia because there's no AFL as a major league is not being played in America or a Europe or whatever. Correct. So I don't understand how it can apply to football. Well, because because so if if you how can a tall poppy be suppressed in AFL if it's already one of the tallest poppies? It can't get any taller. Well, because that's when the syndrome comes in where people want to cut them down, right? Because again, Mm. there are the people who like prefer the old style of where you play as a team, not as individuals. And so, like it's like I said, as soon as you see someone who's you know, being a bit different and not being as serious or, you know, trying to showboat. It's like, well, no, that's not that's not part of our culture. That's not Is this in AFL yes. specific? Well I mean or? that could that could apply to any sport really in Australia actually now thinking about it. But yeah. That's just one I'm just trying to think of what you mean by different. So so it because because uh, like I said, I can understand how it applies to movies and stuff like that or TV shows, but with sports, cool. like you're already at the highest of the high. There's usually you like know what I mean? um, yeah, yeah, no. So in AFL, like each team has a certain player who's like the not an X factor, but like they're called 
Oh, what are they called? Because there, there are really good, for example, basketball players in Australia who have joined the NBA, NBA in America. Like they've they've gone over there and just started playing and doing stuff over there because that's the highest league. Yeah. In and best and best paying, I should say as well. I can't remember what the word is for it. So they they haven't really been repressed, well, as far as I know. There's a word for it, but I can't remember what it is. There's so like there's usually like the odd player in a team where. You know, they'll pop up every two games and do really good. Like, oh, cult figure. Mm-hmm. So the only acceptance of tall poppies we allow are cult figures. Because, you know, okay, so, they're not... So who pops up and does well for a while yeah. and drops back down. Yeah, fluctuates a bit. But we know, because, oh, yeah, they're a good character, you know. They don't they don't carry on a, like as much as a someone who's tall poppy. But, you know, we like them. You know, they're, they're slightly different. Not heaps different, but they're slightly different. I can think of an example of a tall poppy in NBA in America. I mean, and that's uh, Jeremy Lin. Okay. Yep. Because uh, they had that whole Lin sanity thing, right? Yes. He, <laughs> he popped up for a while, and I watched. I watched a video where someone like went into depth about what happened with all that, right? And basically, he got traded to another team, or he left the team, didn't, and then he didn't do too well, and then he had personal family issues and whatnot, and he was in another team for a while and got benched again. And he was back and forth and this and that, and then he switched to helping like people in. I think I think I, I think if I remember correctly, he switched to helping people in like like inner city areas in America to sort of like get use basketball to sort of get them mm. out of the streets. Or insanity something like that. was the thing. Yeah, I remember now. Forgot all about that, didn't you? Yeah, because he's he... but he's still but he's still playing now. But apparently, he's one of the older players. He's thirty four. Yeah, he's Taiwanese American. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, right. See, I would like I would say he's a cult figure kind of almost not so much a tall poppy, hmm. but I guess Well, in the sense that he may have been repressed a little yes. bit. Because like I said, he he switched teams a couple of times yes. and then didn't do as well. And people sort of probably were like, Oh, I don't want to give I don't want to give him like just because he did really well here, he's probably he's too big for his britches, I don't know. Hmm. But apparently the guy's really, really nice. He's a really nice guy. Um, going back to this person. Well, that's an example I can think of that I would imagine. Yeah, okay. It's that kind of situation. Um, a small indirect positive benefit of tall poppy syndrome is that the justice system is slightly fairer <laughs> since a large majority of people decides that they have to be the same as everyone else. Corruption, bribing judges, and other unlawful acts are less likely to happen. <laughs> there's all um yeah i don't know about um, sentence. <laughs> i don't know about that like that's it just means other people will do it yes there's also <laughs> try to. yeah there's also the common occurrence of someone who does suffer from top syndrome to deny it and put their pre- prejudice to an outstanding individual as i just feel like we all need to be the same or they're just showing off Again, now I don't even now I don't know what this, it's like. It's got multiple definitions. It kind of does. It's a bit. It's very open. Yes, yeah. As a young, driven, and change-making professional, tall poppy syndrome is definitely a negative aspect in my life. As me and other individuals like me are cut down for trying their best. However, there are very few indirect benefits of TPS, meaning that the people are more scared to cause fraud and unlawful acts. I'm so confused by this. It's it's it sounds like a, it sounds like a person who it sounds like if you're a person who's not doing well, you're blaming it on other people and all that. And if you're a person who's doing well, you know, other people tried to keep you down. It sounds like a form of jealousy. It it does. In other in both directions. Yeah. You can be jealous of a person cuz they're a tall poppy or you can be 
jealous of a person because you should be a tall poppy, but they are and you're not, or you're je- or you th- or you think everybody's against you, but you did. I don't know. Because the I'm um, so confused. the the so on Triple M when they when I listen to them like when they do their football shows and stuff, they mm-hmm. do a lot of tearing each other apart because you know they're all tall poppies themselves. And that's when like the host they, the host tear themselves yeah, apart. Yeah, or? yeah, but they do it for comical reasons though, because it's entertaining. Yeah, well that's well that's joking yeah. around between them and all that. Yeah, I mean some jokes can go too far, but I don't think it really happens too. I don't think jokes go too far on the radio. Yeah, very often. Someone says, "Do you feel the tall poppy syndrome when you're living in Australia?" And someone said, "I don't think so. I think it's way over exaggerated. The practice of tearing down someone just because they're successful is a human flaw rather than an Australian one, and is visible yeah, far more I'm strongly thinking. in other cultures than ours." I mean, I don't think it's visible more or less in any culture. I mean, I, think I guess because just... we're exposed, we don't we're not exposed to the out out of world. We're like we're only within our bubble of Australia that we. Can own a oh, that's not true. We're exposed to American news media, American TV shows. We're exposed to Japanese TV oh, shows, yeah, no. Japanese media. We we are also like you find everything on the internet. Like you, if you find plenty of Indian TV shows, uh, <laughs> that are very funny in some ways. <laughs> a... You want you want to you want to see what uh, different cultures are up to? Just jump on Snapchat and just travel around <laughs> the world on Snapchat. Uh, I watched. I, w- I went. On, I went on Snapchat. I clicked, and I was like, "Hmm." But Bangladesh, I'll click on that. <laughs> and I'm like, "Wow, there are a lot of scooters." This is interesting. Here's his here's some um, perspective from a couple of different countries. Funny enough, the relation is that they're all part of the Commonwealth. So this person is from New Zealand, and they say it is a pervasive problem here in New Zealand. Speaking of country issues, one popular tall poppy point is directed at foreigners, including white English-speaking ones. Some New Zealanders get seriously negative attitudes towards people from larger, more glamorous-seeming countries, or just people who have a wide range of geographic experience and options. There is also a tall poppy syndrome regarding high education. Even just being a first-year undergrad can make you a target. New Zealand has a high rate of unplanned children with a corresponding tall poppy attitude towards child-free women. So that's okay, that's from so... New Zealand point of view. This next one's from a Canadian point of view. Okay. Yes, it's a very big problem, Canada. Instead of striving to reach our maximum potential, we have to we brag about being middle class or even pork. Eight <laughs> percent of the richest Canadians pay more than half of the whole country's taxes. Yet people still hate them. The tiered tax bracket has made a lot of successful people feel taken advantage of and unwanted. A lot of them leave for the U.S. as a result. There's this culture of pursuing happiness, whatever that means, rather than than success. I think it's a now, negative. What's wrong with pursuing happiness over success? Because U.S. doesn't have tall poppy so much. I feel because it's freedom. Oh, you're saying in the U.S. it's about it's about happiness yeah. rather than success. I think, ah, okay. Yeah, I think it's well, a, with Canada. It's more about success, apparently. Yeah, uh, I think it's a negative aspect of Canadian culture, but people seem to accept it. Uh, in the UK, just a quick one says, um, I'm in the UK and I think, yes, it is. it most certainly exists here. I won't say it's quite a problem, but it's annoying and unproductive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to think of like, I can understand again. No, I haven't really heard examples from anything, these people, which is a bit annoying. Like it's, it's all, it's all. It's all one person or another person's conjecture. One person says this is a thing. Other people say it's not a thing. Mm. I guess I, I can understand like people bringing, naturally trying to, like being jealous and trying to 
trying to bring someone down because for lack of a better word they're better than you mm. <laughs> it's the best way for me to put it like or someone or someone thinks that even if someone especially if someone actually thinks they're better than someone and says that to them it really pisses off the other person definitely even if they're not better than them like the fact that they've said to this person I'm better than you mm-hmm. really pisses off the other person no matter what yeah Unless that's unless it's someone who's like literally like has millions of dollars and then it's some other person. Actually, no, no. I tell you, even if it was the poorest man in the world and the richest man in the world, I think the richest man in the world would get pissed off because the poorest man said he's better than him. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> that'd be an interesting conversation. Mm. You got nothing. Yeah, I'm still better than you. I guess because it also stems to like in Australia we love the underdog and you know we we always want the lesser likely person to win. Because, you know, have a fair go. I mean, I don't know. I mean, once again, that's everyone. Everyone yeah, likes an underdog. I suppose so. But why do people like an underdog? Because they like seeing the good guy lose sometimes. The good guy <laughs> lose. No, I, th- I think it, it's, well, depending on the person, mm. I'd say that they want to see the underdog win because they feel like an underdog themselves. And seeing someone else succeed, they can project themselves into that position. Mm. I'd imagine. If you're someone who wants to be, like, dreams of becoming let's say a world champion boxer and you watch you're watching boxing you're watching this one guy who's doing well and he's slowly climbing up letters and he says he says in an interview like like my dream is to challenge the best and ever since i was a kid and for all those people out there who aren't in this position you know like a humble person says that another person will project themselves onto that person because they've got the same dream Mm. and And then when they get to versing the champ they'll definitely want the champ to lose against the newcomer yeah or the underdog we'll wrap up shortly but like at, at one point i was oh. wanting to make was um can you name three or four successful australian streamers uh or content creators uh content creators i could name uh that one guy what's his name <laughs> uh, i did a thing oh yeah you know him? yep i did a thing there was a um there was a pokemon guy there's a pokemon guy i forgot what his name was can't remember. I mean, I guess you could say Friendly Geordies is a successful pop guy. Okay, and he's doing well. Yes, but he's, he keeps throwing himself into. It's <laughs> he keeps making it hard for himself. He's <laughs> he's got he's got stuck with people giving him tall poppy syndrome and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, but those are those yeah. are the ones that I know. They're the people that I know. There was oh the uh, the those other guys. Uh, how 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 ridiculous. Oh, are they Australian? Are they? Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're, they're Queenslanders, aren't they? Oh, West Australians, I think, actually. They West did that through the... They threw the thing onto the onto the trampoline or something. That, yep. They... I, I hate... West Australians. I hate it they so are, much. They are I'm so... I'm so... I, I hate their content. <laughs> I hate the fact that they get to do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, like, and it's, it's, it's dumb. It's, it's stupid. But it's also very... It's genius. It's pointless, yeah. It's, <laughs> but it's friggin' genius. Mm. Like, they've, they've turned... They've turned dropping stuff off high places into millions of dollars. Yeah, <laughs> like I'll, you can't, you can't, turn, you can't, you can't beat them down for that. Like they're the bloody geniuses yeah. in many ways. So there was, and I freaking hate it. But they're they're not even they're not even the worst. YouTube is a cesspool. Yeah, a cesspool of just the most ridiculous bullshit. And ego doing well. And egomaniacs as well. I, 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 there's a whole channel. There's a channel I found where the guy basically he's done well, complaining about how other people are I've doing done well. well, doing stupid stuff. 
That's brilliant. And he and he's doing well because he's like, what? He's like, look at these idiots. Yeah, look. Like I remember watching the video, and he's like, look at this view. This 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 TikTok chick's got the most views in in all of TikTok, and all she does is turn and look at the camera and then change angles with the camera. Because <laughs> um, this... and it, and then he shows like this young kid who's like plays the piano beautifully and can do it really well or something and it's like and this has only got 500 views mm. what is the world coming to <laughs> it's a bit of a it's a bit of a debbie downer right um there was because like i've i can think of a few australians who have gone over to the states like in the content creating sort of side of things and they've oh, made like themselves the a better there. bigger name over there as opposed to if they were still here oh well, there you go and like who like who uh, Robert Ross, Ross O'Donovan for starters. He's from Perth. But, oh, before before you get into it, is it YouTubers or streamers? Uh, Video content creators or just they are because he does YouTube, creators. Twitter, or is it both? Sorry, he does YouTube and Twitch. Okay. Um, but he yeah, so he's a, he's a digital artist. He makes most of his uh, stuff, but I, uh, I mean, naturally you are. Oh, there was that other guy who does like the the drawings. Yes. The guy who does, you know, I sent you the videos of the Disney princesses yes. and how he messes them up. Yeah, but did he move to the US? He... I don't know, but I don't know if he moved to the US okay. or not. But that guy's definitely Australian. Because that's the thing talks. with like friendly Geordies, right? He he does well, obviously in Australia. But like, if you go to the states, that's because no he... one's gonna know. Well, he wouldn't do well in the no. states because his focus is Australian politics. Australian... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's purposely done that. Mm. So, but considering how much he's been in the news media and stuff like that, it's interesting. Like, how many how many subscribers does he have? I'm curious now. Don't know. So I f- I feel like that's and also he yeah. focuses mostly on New South Wales as well. Yes, because that's probably where he lives. Yeah. Well, yes, Jackson. That's where <laughs> yeah. So I think there's a thing too where people who have suffered from tall poppy syndrome, <clears throat> like Robert Ross, probably. I don't know if he was, but he Ooh. he moved to the states and. He was able to pursue happiness or better, better opportunities, and you know, make a name for himself. <laughs> Just the way you said happiness. Uh, happiness. But the other thing I've got to interject with that is that it doesn't matter anyone who's any content creator, even if it was, for example, you or let's let's loosely say me, moved to the states and started making content in the states. They would naturally do better in the states than Australia because there's just more people there. And mm. when they're uploading or when they're streaming, would be around the same time they're all awake. You, you got to, as you said, as you told me, you got to do the graveyard shift in Australia if you want to get mm-hmm. US viewers. Which is, yeah, it's not nice. That's why, like Which I is, said, there's no successful, rural successful content creators here. Because you got a you got a limited uh, limited pool essentially. Yeah. One of the one of the one of the theories about why PewDiePie did really well is because he's moved countries a few times. Yes. Um, and. Uh, and a guy who actually, the guy, I'm trying to think of it was, the guy who made the video about that tested the theory. So he changed his VPN or, oh, yes. or something, or he changed, he changed where his, where, like where his content would show up in the world. And he ended up getting like UK viewers, US viewers and all, and it spread his content around more. Because the only one I can think of, like for streaming wise, Laser Beam, he's the only one I can really, like I can recognize. I didn't know who that is. Are these mostly streamers? Um, YouTubers. Okay, so their main content is YouTube. I, it would seem that way. Like yes. Edited videos. Yep. Okay. Yeah, mm. and he's from Queensland. I'm pretty sure. And what he moved to America? Or no, what? he's still in Australia, I believe. Oh, but he's doing well. He's doing well. Oh, so there was some because 
that's the thing too because when you're starting out in Australia like like if you've got a part-time job you're mostly likely working during the day and then by the time you get home you might be three four o'clock and then by that time most of America's gone to bed yeah that's true that's exactly it which is why but the good thing about YouTube is you can set the videos to launch at certain times yeah so you can always set it to launch at the perfect time yeah so that's why even even you're more, you're less limited with YouTube than you are with streaming in regards to that. Definitely. But YouTube tends to send stuff in your area to you. Mm-hmm. So, if for example, if YouTube in Japan, right, you might show up, but a lot of other Australian or even American content creators probably wouldn't show up in Japan because they don't speak English. No, that's right. So, so YouTube and Google would be like, no, no, we'll we'll send you. You're not going to watch the content that you don't understand keep moving my hands back <laughs> you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna view the content that you don't understand or, or anything like that you're gonna view the content that you want to see and that you're used to seeing so we'll send you japanese creators mm-hmm. or germany german creators <laughs> yeah fair enough right. so, shall we about wrap it up yeah i think i've got what i wanted out i don't know if it made any sense but <laughs> let's see how my audio turns out with this new yes so uh Thanks guys for watching and listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode, which we're recording two, yeah. two or three days Subscribe later. Subscribe to our socials. Check out our socials. Check out our socials. <laughs> okay, bye. I'll tell you some of my socials. All right, I'm done. I don't want to see your socials now you say it like that. <laughs>